Good evening, Patriots. And it is Monday, June 20th on the West Coast, 21st on the East Coast. And we're cruising right along on some form of an earth. I don't know whether it's round, a donut, it's flat, anymore, I believe, just about anything. They came in and said, hey, guess what? Like, what? I have bad news. Like, not much can be worse. Tell me, what, what, what do you got? Well, you're actually not on a flat earth. You're not on a round earth. You're not on a donut. You're in a toilet bowl. I'd be like, shoot, I knew that a long time ago. No problem. I got it. Easy. Do I get a little white boat like Tidy Bowl Man to spin around on the the loop? That'd be pretty cool. (laughs) Someone just wrote, don't flush. By the way, if you haven't joined our chat, I'm serious. If you have not joined our chat on Podbean for these live streams, as they go off every day, we have Bard's Bended Knee at 1, and we have Bard's FM at 6, and we have, these are Pacific Times, and we have um, Fishers of Men at 9. Our chat's the best chat on the entire globe. We have the best people in, in our entire group right here. Every, the best people on the web come to Bard's FM. And if you are one of those that thinks you're going to come and disrupt it, we've got the best mods around too because they just nuke you. <laughs> so it's no problem. We, we love you all, though. So we, we, have the, we have the absolute best chat in the entire globe. So you don't want to get the bear claw because if you get the bear claw, you're done. That's it. It's over. Patriots, make sure you're getting a good night's sleep. And I really mean that in this time when it's so crazy. It's, it can get a little heady, a little stressful. And that's why we have MyPillow, MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com forward slash Bards is the Bards Nation's landing page. And your promo code is Bards. It's fantastic. And there's some great savings going on right now. I know you're probably already going like, dude, I hear this all the time. I've already got my MyPillows. That's okay. Buy some more. They're on sale right now. MyPillows are on sale for $19.98 with your promo code. Or I'll tell you what, I'll bet you don't have a pair of the all-terrain super-duper lug nut my slippers. They are all terrain, all wheel drive my slippers. You will not find a better my slipper like it. As a matter of fact, I don't think you'll find another my slipper like it. It's fantastic. And they are designed with an all purpose tread. The most comfortable things you'll ever put on your feet that you can go garden in and you can come back and sit at this sit in your lounge and sip your coffee. All that above. Just don't go walking in the mud without cleaning off the sole. And those are ninety dollars off right now with your promo code. You also can get six-piece towel sets, buy one, get one free, or the best ever sheets, Giza cotton sheets, which once you sleep on them, you'll be like, this should be made mandatory for all humanity, that sort of thing. They're buy one, get one free. And there's tons of other stuff, mattresses, mattress toppers, sleepwear. You don't need to go to Bed Bath & Beyond. And since Walmart's gone full woke and decided to, Drop my pillow. Forget them. Just shop at my pillow. So go to mypillow.com forward slash bards. Your promo code is bards, which is completely awesome. And if you want to speak to a regular human being, a Patriot pillow counselor is standing by at the ready at 800 975 2939. 800 975 2939. And they are ready to take your calls and get you hooked up and make you a pillow patriot. No problem. So again, mypillow.com forward slash bards, promo code bards. Interesting scuttlebutt floating around, and, and I, I'm paying attention to it because this was the same scuttlebutt that I heard, and it's more than scuttlebutt. Let me put it this way. I'm saying it that way, but in 2015, 
Texas with some their militias and people up in the government were quietly organizing a secession from the union if Hillary Clinton won. And they were very serious about it. In fact, they were so serious about it that there was very secret negotiations going on with the Russians to provide a Navy protection for the oil wells off the Gulf Coast. This is very serious, I am, and I'm not making any of this up. So take a listen to this short piece. So we believe Texas will break off and form the new independent state of Texas, and it won't be by itself. It'll take Louisiana with it to get the Mississippi River for transport into the rest of the country. Mississippi will fold in to expand the Gulf, and then Oklahoma will join because it needs the refineries. I think they're on target. Would not surprise me at all. With the GOP in Texas now declaring that Biden is illegitimate, I would not at all be surprised if you start to hear more and more talk about Texas seceding. Republicans are pushing for a referendum to decide if the state should secede from the United States. It is literally now part of the Texas GOP's party platform to hold a vote in 2023 on whether or not the state should leave the U.S. So notably, voting to leave the U.S. would of course be treason because states don't have the right to secede from the Union. Though Texas actually has a history of secession. It seceded from Mexico in 1835 in order to keep slavery and then seceded from the United States in 1861 to keep slavery again. And personally, I say Texas, do it. And take those pesky electoral votes with you. I always like these little liberal TikToks. They're so funny. They're like, look, Texas, time to go. Just like pack it up. There was a little more involved than just try to preserve slavery. That's just kind of silliness. But anyway. And it, 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 so much of this is centering around the family. And it's centering around the left's war on family. I want you to hear this thing. This isn't just limited. And I think sometimes we forget... As since everything's focused these days on white racism and white whatever else, well, white fascism, everything is about white, white, white. The real war that's going on, believe it or not, is the war against the black family because the, that's their ultimate goal is to destroy black America to its core so it'll never, ever recover. Listen to this piece. This is about four minutes. It was on Steve Bannon this morning. Pretty good. Actually, it was yesterday. Apologize, yesterday, but it's a good piece. This maniacal focus now on this uh, drag queen thing, rewards the state, seems to be, it seems to me to be directed at the not just the black community, but to black men. Am, am, I, am I reading that incorrectly, Raynor Jackson? Without question, Steve, uh, you see this, this whole... Uh, infestation of radical white European feminism that impacted black women first. Now you got Hollywood on a mission, a kamikaze mission to destroy the black male. So you look at people like Tyler Perry and Oprah Winfrey, Ava DuVernay, all their characters of black men are effeminate or they're nowhere to be found. And so in the black community, we know that this is a, 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 a conscious attempt by radical white liberals you to destroy the black family. That is disgust. Oh, without question. And they're not happy. Listen, I have friends who work for the White House right now. We're talking over the weekend. They are apoplectic about this push in the Biden White House to push this, this homosexual, transsexual ideology. And the you notice, Steve, that in the Biden White House, if you're not a black homosexual male, you notice that they never appear in public? 
within this administration? Royce White, thoughts? Well, my thoughts, and, and I've been very critical of this from Biden's earliest days in office. Um, you know, look, I'm from Minneapolis. OK, we're one of the biggest gay uh communities have one of the biggest LGBTQ communities in the entire United States. Uh, I'm a Catholic and I'm a Christian. So my views about homosexuality from a moral standpoint and ethical standpoint are what they are based on my faith. But they're American citizens. This is not about LGBT, LGBT, homosexual people not having rights in this country. Their rights are protected under the United States Constitution. And I think that every American citizen should have rights. This isn't about rights. This is about using the LGBTQ uh, as a as a scapegoat or a three card Monty to push a much more sinister agenda. And it's a, it's an agenda that is entirely predicated on spiritual warfare. And the, and the outcome that they desire is for an anti-human sentiment to, to seep in and, and, and you know, solidify itself in the f- foundations of America. And that's what's continued to happen. If we can't say what a man is or what a woman is, how can we plan to, to build a nation through children? Uh, and they don't want to do that because the, the LGBTQ movement and the pro-abortion genocide movement are inextricably linked. How do you is it does it appear to you that both of those have targeted targeted the black family and particularly black males? Well, just look at the results. 30 million black babies in, in, in 60 years. And really, it's more like 50 million because 30 million would have had at, at least one child for every two people, uh, you, you could say, reasonably. So we've missed out on having 30 to, to 40 million black people uh, be have the opportunity first to find grace in God. That's the first sin, but also to, to have an American life, an American way of life, a pursuit of happiness. How can we claim to, to care about black lives when we terminated or, or halted black lives in their most vulnerable state. I mean, these are the info wars that I just can't believe have been allowed and bought by my community. And I'm, I'm 100% committed to knocking on doors until my community starts to see that if we love black people, first we have to buy into our American citizenship and we must protect citizenship, especially for black people in the womb. Uh, before I go, you're saying the the, the uh, Biden White, guys, you know, in the White Biden White House understand that this is not playing well with the with one the black community and the nation overall. Oh, without question, Steve. I mean, we go off to drinks after work. These guys are livid. And as a matter of fact, a couple of them told me over the weekend. They said, "Listen, Biden is almost driving me to become Republican." We'll take you. Come on over. That's good. Here's the thing. He hit on a couple key points here, which I think are important. And that is that everybody's an American citizen. And I agree with that. And so this gets down to kind of the core of what I've said so many times. What you do in your bedroom is your own business between you and God. You bring it out in the public square, however, and then you start adding grooming kids to it. Man, that's pedophilia and that's, that's off the rails millstone time. The problem we have right now in our nation, among many others, though, is this mainstreaming of this ideology that somehow is supposed to be crammed down our children's throats. Take a listen to this piece here. This is going to make you want to throw up in your mouth. But this is a Navy, U.S. Navy indoctrination piece on how to use pronouns, and everybody's wearing the rainbow colors. 
My name is Johnny, and I use he, him pronouns. Hi, and I'm Kanchi, and I use she, her pronouns. And we're here to talk about pronouns. What is a pronoun? A pronoun is how we identify ourselves apart from our name, and it's also how people refer to us in conversations. Using the right pronouns is a really simple way to affirm someone's identity. It is a signal of acceptance and respect. If it's a signal of acceptance and respect, how do we go about creating a safe space for everybody I can't. I I just can't continue that. I'm going to be so sick to my stomach if I continue that. So anyway, you got the idea. Matter of fact, here's my response to this. Come and take it. Come and take it. Come and take it. That's Uncle Ted's love song to America. By the way, his concert starts, his concert tour starts on July 15th. That's Shemaine's birthday. I was just talking to her earlier this evening, and he's getting all ramped up for his tour. It's going to be a big one. It's going to be good. So really awesome. But anyway, that's my response to this LGBT garbage. This is just disgusting. Look, if you can't figure out who you are, that's the biggest, that's all this is, is trying to confuse people with who they are. People trying to say like I'm I'm I mean I don't my pro, my pronouns Bo three oh eight long range rifle and butchery <laughs> there that's my pronouns I don't know how that plays out I'd have to work on a whole skit on how that how that plays out but it'll, I'm sure that it it'll work I self identify as a Viking but a Christian Viking. As that, and I like my axe, something like that. So, this is just nuts, and it is it is a mental illness that we're dealing with. Here's a good perspective on on children. Oh, hang on a minute, I got it. I didn't get that set right, so stand by. Here we go. Children should not learn religion. I don't think that children should be forced into a religion. I think you should let children figure out religion for themselves and not be pushed and manipulated and pulled into something that they don't even understand yet. Here's the ironic thing though, you can't escape having a worldview. We all draw conclusions about our origins, the nature of truth, morality, and so on. Maybe you want to teach your kids the religion of secularism, that he's a piece of evolved stardust floating through the galaxy meaninglessly. That's the accepted religion of our day. For me, I'm going to teach my kids that they were created in the image of God, that they have intrinsic value and worth, and that God is good and he is a standard of goodness and all of his commands are based on his character. You see, everybody has a worldview. The real question is, where are you getting it from? Does it come from the revealed revelation of God that's substantiated by fulfilled prophecies and eyewitness accounts? Or does it come from your own machinations and presuppositions about the universe? Everybody's got a foundation, but you might need to dig a little bit to find it. Yeah, or does it come from the Masons, or does it come from Lucifer? Just checking, you know. It's, it's a pretty crazy time, obviously, that we're in and because people are rejecting so much about the world around them. And our world is falling apart. It really is. And it's good, but it's a, it can be 
unnerving and for some it can be outrightly frightening. And unfortunately, when you lack a relationship with God and relationship in particular with Jesus, and you're not able to stand on that rock of faith, when you get scared, you're going to turn to something that you feel will give you safety. And this is where the state and the media does an exceptional job because they incubate and promote this fear to the point in anxiety. And people then lacking this understanding, this intimate relationship with Jesus, intimate relationship with God, they don't even know who he is. And what they know of him, if we want to be honest, which we're going to be, and I'm going to be brutally honest, when we look around at all the churches that close their doors, that's the religion that they knew. That's the only relationship to God that they knew. And that turns my stomach every day. It does more than that. It actually lights the fires of indignation within me. Because this is this is unex, totally unacceptable that we've had so many pulpits sell their soul. And sadly, that's what, where we've lost so much of our way is because people haven't had the strength of good pastoring and good pulpits and good relationships in churches rather than it's become clicks and it's become pew sitting and it's become donation plates and it's become about compliance and peace at any cost. That will never be me. And for all that was sacrificed for us to be at that point is very tragic. Really is. John fourteen twenty seven, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled nor fearful. When we have a relationship with Jesus and a one of intimacy, that statement resonates with us and we it's just a nice little reminder along the trail as we walk as you climb in that narrow path, that little reminder, like, do not be fearful. And we remind it again of just the power of the relationship we have through Christ and through Christ to the Father. But if you don't ever know Christ, if you've never had that intimate relationship, and then you get hit with all this other, and worse yet, you've had some abominable experience with church, or you've seen it from the outside, and it just looks like, it just looks like tomfoolery. I mean, imagine the difference of where we would be as a nation if we had the unity of churches that stood up to the government and said, go pound sand. We're not going for this COVID thing. You do not have dominion over our churches. We are not going to allow fear to, to walk within our walls. And then proceed to educate people on the true sense of what we were dealing with and to awaken people to the true sense of tyranny. That would have been what happened in 1700 and 1750, 1775. It's not what's happening today, except in a handful of churches respectively across this nation. So, I'm just telling you, this is, it's a tragic state. And when when I, I look at this, I really put this in context to all the rhetoric that's going around and I talk about this a lot of the political circus that we're seeing involve and again it's not that you shouldn't vote we need to we need to vote but we're going to vote without a lot of expectations because if we're going to retake this country we're going to have to take it 
putting God back on the throne. And the last time I checked, God's not on the ballot. And neither is Lucifer's agents that are sitting in the shadows like BlackRock and Vanguard. And nobody wants to touch those in the public space. That's the part that kills me. Nobody wants to call it out. Sure, everybody's eager. I didn't say everybody, but there's a whole bunch of people out there. It's like, oh, Hillary Clinton. Yeah, well, she's old news. We know it's done there. That damage is done. We need to get past that and get into the new destruction that's going on. But the real change in this country is going to be a moral change. It's not going to be a change to the ballot. You can't get past the bankruptcy of morality in this country with a vote. And the bankruptcy of morality is going to be repaired with a relationship through Christ. And when we get to that place, then we're starting to revive this nation. And that is where we come back to this remnant. Buddy of mine said today, I mean, just very candid. It was a wonderful statement. Great Christian, great special forces veteran, one of my closest friends, period. He's like a brother to me. And he just, his comment was, he's like, man, what's coming in this food crisis is going to really test the remnant. And he's right. This is where we're going to truly see God's children rise and those that want to be part of that that can't follow fall. And I don't say that to put an omen on anything. But I'm telling you this because you're going to have to really buckle down in what's coming. And the problem we're having right now is there's all of this nonsense going on to kind of like everybody ignoring the white elephant in the room. Hell, it's not even a white element. elephant. We're standing in the middle of a tunnel and there's a freight train coming and there's about enough space on each side of that freight train to pack yourself against the wall and not get run over and the lights in the middle and you can hear the horn going and we're sitting here packed against the wall going, it's coming and we've got a whole bunch of people in the middle of this thing going, it's not a freight train. It's not a freight train. Do you hear that wonderful sound of the wind? And you see that magic light, that bouncing ball? That's a ferry. That's what they're looking at. And this one is going to hit hard. And so there's this illusion, which I'm beginning to believe that a lot of this illusion and rhetoric that's going along with building up the expectations around the red wave coming And while I can make that there's a practical sense to get people to vote, I'm still stunned that it takes such a big effort to make people vote. That doesn't make any sense to me. Voting is not a complex issue. Go to the ballot or pick up a ballot, whatever you, wherever state you're in, and do it. Spend a few hours to read through the ballot measures and make a decision. You don't need a year of campaigning. And you don't, especially with the Democrats already telling people that they're going to win so many seats. You know this thing's going to be as rigged as it ever gets. And, of course, if we're going to interpret this on the Q side, it's going to be like, it's going to have to happen this way. Because only then can the White Hats really take control and the military will take control. (laughs) Okay, I got something else for you. How about this? We don't have any fuel. Trucks are stopped on the road. Food's not getting delivered to the grocery stores. People are starving. Riots are breaking out. But, hey, hey, patriots, go vote. Because that will make all the difference in the world. See, What's going to make the difference in the world is God. And our relationship that we build in all of this to build our strength and to really listen to the wisdom that's within the scriptures. Joseph's what Joseph was filling silos. Now there's a I think Joseph has a very complex story that isn't as simple as saying he did great things and and we'll, I'm going to actually have Brad Cummings come on in the near future 
to talk about that. We're going to do a great show on it, but irrelevant. The principle behind Joseph is that he was filling silos because they knew that there was a, a dark period coming. And when I look at this across this landscape and I say, okay, because I ask myself this every day because I'm, I'm literally checking what I say, and this is why I'm doing it. Because I think it's an enormous responsibility to speak truth and to make sure that when we speak the truth that we have enough backing to make sure it is truth, especially when you're hearing me say things like, should be stocking up on food. You should be protecting your income. You should be doing a lot of things like that. Those are big things to say because if you're going to take them seriously, then you're you're relying on the truth that somebody's sharing. And when you're sitting in a world when that voice that I'm speaking of, that voice, that message that I'm delivering is so rare on platforms, it begins to make it sound like I'm like the lone man on the hill. And at times it feels that way. So you better believe I am checking deeply with my relationship, my prayer and God. I'm talking to Jesus about this. I'm listening to the news. I'm looking for the indicators. And I'm, I'm not telling you, I've said all along, I can't tell you what's coming. What I can see is a freight train. And when I start talking to more and more people and we get reports even from beat ads about not having enough hay because the weather isn't there. They're having to cross state lines to go get hay. I'm talking to this friend of mine today, as I mentioned early on the previous show, he's running cattle in Georgia. They have such heat and drought right now down there that he does he can't even cut his own hay. He, he cuts his own hay for his cattle, and he runs a small operation that's kind of a full ecosystem. It's nicely run. He's got his cattle. He grows his own hay. He's got about 80 to 100 acres. And every year, he raises his cattle, sells off a certain portion of his herd, breeds in a few new portions of his herd, and it's a great homestead model. And then he's got enough hay to carry him through the winter. Well, guess what? This year, he hasn't been able to harvest hay. So he's down to roughly 70 bales, round bales, so they're big, which will carry him roughly about two months. If he was heading into the winter, that'd be one thing. But we're not in the winter. We're in June. And he's got his cattle herd open grazing on his property, knowing that that's going to cost him because at some point, that open grazing is going to dry up. There is no rain. The, everything that's there is dead and, dry, dead and dry. The nutrition level is low. So what does that mean? He's going to have to come up with a solution. If he was to buy hay right now to carry him through the winter, that's 200 bales he would need at $120 a bale. You're talking $30,000 cash to buy enough hay to get through the winter. When you take a story like that, and you start hearing these stories like this all over the country, and then you say, okay, let's match that with the spontaneous combustion of processing plants. Let's match that with the buy-up of land by Bill Gates. Let's match that with the, the culling of animals and herds across this nation. If you sit back and go, ah, it's no big deal, then let's go back to that freight train model. You're that one that thinks it's a ferry and a nice little echo sound coming through the, the tunnel. You're going to get run over. What's amazing about this time is God's giving us plenty of time. He's giving us this time. And this time is important because we're being shown the truth. That I, I can't, I have to tell you, I, I mean, I thank God every day for this because it's a profound gift that we've been given that we've literally able to see 
through this evil. We can see the truth of what's there. What was in darkness is now in light. And that's not something we've ever had clarity on until now. And it is an amazing, amazing moment in, our, in the history of, our, of humankind. So this is the opportunity right now where we literally have, can see truth, and this is the perfect time to invite God to the table. Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and, so, and opens the door, I will come into him and will dine with him and he with me. That is such a beautiful passage. Because Satan rushes into your door. Satan wants to kick your door in. Satan wants to send the, the troops in with guns and drag you out in handcuffs. That's the way the dark side works. But God is at the door knocking. Can you imagine? Knocking. And asking if he can come in. Why? Because free will. And that's at the center of everything we're dealing with right now. As the world falls apart. And it is falling apart. All at once in a very rapid way. I want to read a little something for you here. And it's this is from Putin's talk, President Putin. And I think it's eye-opening. And this is actually comes from BioClandestine on Telegram. If you don't follow BioClandestine, highly recommend you do. Really some good stuff. I'm just going to read parts of it. But he begins, I'm going to begin the reading of his piece. I just read, he says, I just read the full transcripts from Putin's speech at the St. Petersburg International Economic Forum, Friday, 6-17-2022. Just wow, he says. It is extremely eye-opening to read his message. Surprisingly, I have to agree with, agree with him on everything he said. He kind of sounds like Trump, to be honest. He continues, I highly suggest you read the entire thing, but let's break down some of the passages that stuck out to me. First quote, the era of the unipolar world order is over. I want to start with this. There is no escape. It is over despite all attempts to preserve it, preserve it for any medium. So BioClandestine writes, kind of sounds like he's saying nothing can stop what is coming. Putin has, has been adamant that he's taking out the neo-Nazis and the NWO. By the way, that's not New World Order. That's Nazi World Order Fourth Reich. It's all theater at this point. Window dressing until, there is, until their inevitable defeat. Putin continues, quote, the United States, having declared victory in the Cold War, declared themselves the messengers of the Lord on earth who have no obligations but only interests, and these interests are declared sacred. This is really interesting when you think of domains, for we are not of this world, and the way he wrote that is intentional in my opinion because in the United States, our government sees themselves as domain, domain, their domain as in this world. Very big importance. We'll continue. They, in parentheses, United States, are captives of their own delusions about countries outside the so-called golden billion. They consider everything else to be the periphery 
their backyard. They still treat them like colonies, and the people who live live there consider themselves second-class people because they are considered exceptional. If they are exceptional, everyone else is second-class. Therefore, an irresponsible desire to punish financially crush those who stand out from the general ranks they do not want to blindly obey. Furthermore, they rudely and shamelessly impose their own ethics, views on culture, and ideas on history, and sometimes question the sovereignty and integrity of states, creating a threat to their existence. Suffice it to recall the fate of Yugoslavia and Syria, Libya, and Iraq. This is quite amazing because we are beginning to have an opportunity not only to see truth, but we're starting to hear the echoes of who we really are from other people. Now, we being qualified, our government, not us as people, at least I hope not, those those in the people that are aligning with the government and agree with this worldview, then they are as bad as the government themselves. We absolutely have to come to the realization as a nation that this was always intended to be a nation which we stewarded based on the framework is the Ten Commandments. God was on the throne. We were given that humility before God and given responsibility for the land, and we, the people, would choose those that would rule the land for us. They would manage it, essentially. There was no bloodlines. There was no privileged class. Anybody, in theory, could become president or become a senator, congressman, or whatever. But we know what's happened. And what has happened is this: the entire system has become hijacked by an elite because from the very beginning, we were at war with the world. And... For the large part, Americans understood that, but they were tired of war. John Jay, who was our first Supreme Court justice, who negotiated the treaty with England after the Revolutionary War, was so hated for what he did because he sold the nation out. He gave British Britain preferred trade status after we whomped him and kicked him out of this colony because the fact of the matter is that Britain never really lost because we didn't have a financial way to compete Globally, they squeezed us. And so we've never really stopped being their colony. And worse, they installed their people, which ultimately goes to the whole rank and file of the black nobility and a variety of other things that become running our government. And we've been living under the illusion of freedom. Now, change that optic just a little bit and consider this. We have been living under an illusion of freedom we have sat by and witnessed the one thing that we, this whole country was built on, God on the throne above us. We have sat by and said little as God has been removed from schools, has been removed from government, has been removed from every corporate office and outfit in this country. God has been all but pushed aside into a ditch where we have to go find him and dig him up. Our churches have sold out to the 501c3 model to the large, well, all of, most of them have, and most of the pulpits have sold out to the compliance to state politics, not the, that's obedience to state politics. That means that by the virtue of the way this country was set up, 
with God on the throne, now churches are giving the same reverence to the state government rather than to God himself. And all along, God had given this land to us as the people. Now here he is, and I'm just, now this is just me talking. I can just see this, like God's sitting here going, I, yo, it's your country. And we're like, God, fix it. It's your country. Okay, Trump will fix it. It's your country. Okay, the White Hats will fix it. It's your country. Uh, military in control? It's your country. You see, that's accountability. That's living in accountability. God is right there with us. He's not telling us he's going anywhere. He's like, look, I'm with you here. I'm right here. Back to Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and anyone, if anyone hears me, my voice, and opens the door, I will come in, and I will dine with him and he with me. Wow, that's incredible. It just almost put chills down my spine. In the meantime, we're like, all right, God, I need you to help me pay a bill. My mortgage is getting too high. I don't know what to do. I need to get a new job. And all along, he's just like, all right, my children, I'll do what I can, but I'd really like to just sit down and have a meal with you. And I'd like to experience your life with you because I love you. And I would like to experience the, the part of that relationship of father to son and father to daughter. And I'd like to teach you how profound and great you are as people. And I would like you to, to understand just how much incredible dominion you have over all this. You shouldn't be running, you shouldn't have things happen the way you are. So then we, since we still can't seem to understand this, God gives us the greatest gift ever. Mark 4, 22, for nothing is hidden except to be revealed for nothing, for anything has been secret for, nor has anything been secret, but that it would become, that it would come to light. I mean, there it is. So now we're living in this era of Mark four twenty two, where everything is being revealed for us. Nothing's kept secret anymore. And he's like, I'm trying to show you, my children, this is what you're dealing with. This is what you've allowed to rule you. And then it's this sort of response. Is Trump coming back? This is heavy, man. I don't know, God. This is, this is, I feel so much weight today. Is this ever going to end? Oh, how about Nasera Jacera? How about, can we go to space? You know, I, I just, I couldn't imagine being in the position of God. Not that I mean, I say that a bit. I mean, I don't say that as if I should, but my point is we're in such an incredible space right now, so much profound truth before us. And then on top of all that, you have the people going monkey box, Omicron variant. Need another booster. It's it's literally insane. Or I don't know what to do. My children are going to school and they're getting indoctrinated into the LGBTQ cult and they won't change it. 
See, we've given up that place of being sovereign where we're literally taking charge. So when you hear me talk constantly about the principles of county by county and you hear me talk constantly about growing food, I'm not just speaking of planting a few seeds so you've got better lettuce. There is a whole process here that each one of us is doing as we take responsibility and take accountability and start reclaiming our sovereignty in this land to be living truly free through the Lord. And as we do that and we start to realize that, we start to gain that great strength. And as we start to release ourselves from the latches and shackles of our material world, it's not that we're out here casting it all off on the street corner for the garbage dump to pick it up, but we're not being controlled by it anymore. And when you take away each one of these layers, you, you get to deeper concerns, anxieties, fears, whatever you want to call them. And someone say to me sometime back, you're like, dude, you talk about fear. You must be afraid of everything. I'm like, no, it's not it at all. We have to find the cores of things that cause us anxiety and disruption because at the end, when we walk perfectly and beautifully in alignment with Christ, there is no fear. There's nothing that comes at you. I don't care whether it's the guillotine or whether it's the firing squad or whether it's lack of food or whatever it is because we know we have one thing every day that we have, we have the Lord. And in our relationship with God, we know that that trust is taking us where he needs us to be. And that is not telling us that you need to rely on a politician to fix your problems. And with the raising of that, that morality, that foundation in our nation, then what we begin to do is get to the deepest place where we are, which is to start realizing that as we participate once again in our government governance, we're not coming to that governance with the expectations somehow that we're going to be manipulated by anything. We're going to be running our, our respective positions, whether it's the household, whether it's in your garden, whether it's in your business, whether it's in your government, you're going to be doing that in relationship to the moral foundation of God. I want to play something for you here as we kind of wrap up tonight. This is Dr. Willie J. Montague. It's his campaign piece, which I like, and I think you will too. And he's running in Central Florida. And I just think it's refreshing. The Democrats, the party of the KKK and Jim Crow have been promising the black community things for decades. And where has it gotten us? Seems to me just more division and hate. Hi, I'm Willie and I'm a candidate for US Congress representing the Central Florida area. I am a member of our community who is tired of politicians saying they represent us when we don't even know them. In 2015, I founded House of Timothy here in Central Florida, a rehabilitation facility for young men in our community. Why? Because like you, I was not waiting around for other people to send help. We work together down here to help ourselves and that is what the DC mob does not understand. I believe in putting an end to Biden's disastrous economy. We have had enough of his foolish policies 
causing record inflation that even took the dollar store away from us. Central Florida deserves a change, and that change does not exist in the realm of racist critical theories and radical gender ideology being taught to our kids without our consent. What our country needs is to return to God. My name is Willie J. Montague, and I hope to earn your vote so we can finally be represented in Congress by who we really are. See, that's just it. We've got to return to God. And it's about us helping ourselves, taking initiative. And that means in our communities, it means in our households, it means where we are. And all this other stuff is going to look pretty funny or sad, depending on what side of the fence you're on on that one. When we get to this place of true crisis, and suddenly the store shelves are getting bare and we have to start seeing the intervention of federal agencies to start doing things about it, whatever that looks like, it's not going to be good. We're dealing with an evil government that's against us and a government that is hell-bent on destroying us because like a pensioned child, they're losing around the world. So rather than give up, they're going to destroy the homeland and incinerate it. And they're going to bring along with it all the dumb fools that believe in the narrative that we're the great country of the world. We have to get over ourselves. We need to be humbled before God. And we need leaders in this nation that will be strong enough to understand that putting themselves before God and asking for forgiveness and guidance is not weakness. It's the greatest strength of all. Last night we prayed for President Trump. I'd encourage you to continue to do so. I say that because he is officially, whether they are going to ever tell you this or not, he is still our president, not this hand puppet. And I'm not praying for Joe tonight, so don't. I'm not praying for a pedophile. Some might, not me. But we do need as a nation to come together. And that's going to come through the opening of hearts. And most importantly, the reflection back on each of us on our own personal accountability of where we are and what we're accountable for in our daily lives. And when we finally detach ourselves from this desire to have somebody fixing our problems for us or somebody telling us how to think, when we finally get to that point where we're beginning to walk more freely again, that's when massive tectonic change begins in this nation where we take responsibility, not whining about the fact that the kids are getting exposed to CRT or critical race theory, but just saying, look, I'm taking my kid out of school. I'm going to start educating them ourselves. That momentum is there, but it has to go on exponentially more than it is. And that's a, a one example of a thousand things that have to happen across our culture. And it all comes back to us as a nation deciding who's on that throne. I'm not voting for a king. What I'm standing for is what has always been. That God is on the throne above this nation. We are subordinate to him. And our government is subordinate to us. And all of us bow to God. Let's pray. Father, 
come to you tonight praying for this nation and praying for the strength of this nation to humble themselves before you. Unfortunately, we live in a world where we use the word humble or humility and we get some negative translation as if it means weakness or somehow that it, people lose their independence and their free will. The same people that are walking around acting like drones to the orders of remote governors and remote leaders around this nation telling them to do silly things like put on a mask or push a peanut across a parking lot. Father, right now we need the rise of strong people, men and women alike, strong, strength, with spine. We need that voice out there. We need these voices to be heard. And more than voices, Father, we just pray for that strength of that light of Christ that lives within to start really boldly shining so others can see it, feel it. That place where they know and witness with their own eyes what a humble warrior looks like. Father, there's an army out here of what I would say would be the unsuspecting soldiers not people that are walking around in camouflage and high-speed kit, armed up to the teeth. And yet, Father, they have the heart of the greatest warriors to ever walk the earth. And that, Father, it seems to me one of the greatest maneuvers you've ever made. That you've placed an army into the, into the world that no one knows who they are until that light of Christ comes shining through. So, Lord, just pray tonight for that light of Christ to come shining through. Let the world be shaken. Your soldiers are here. We pray for this nation. We pray for mercy. We'll take the burdens of the sins of this nation on our shoulders. But we need to restore this nation. And we need to put you back on the throne at whatever and whatever that takes. Guide us in these days ahead. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Whatever it takes. And I think that's the final thought for tonight. When we're fighting for the Lord, There's no limits to what we should be willing or able to do. We have to commit ourselves 150% to that pursuit to put God back on this throne in this nation. And when we do that, that resolve, that ferocity, the enemy will try to break it. The enemy will seek it out at times to try to disrupt it. They'll try to put fear within it. But the enemy hasn't confronted this yet. That resolve of the many that are just saying, come and take it. I've got something else waiting. It's the sword of the spirit. I've got God at my back and Jesus at my front, and I'm under the banner of Christ. Good luck. 
because we win. God wins. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. These are beautiful times for prayers of strength and the rise of God's army right now. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. Walk fearlessly and boldly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow afternoon. For Fishers, or for Fishers, for Bended Knee. That'd be good. For Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. All this time we had to prove That we could stand here too All the nights been pushing through Fight for all we had to lose Reaching out for something To pull us up to level ground Oh, I can see it now I can see it now
Safe place to hide from the rain.